right, welcome everyone to the Label Paranormal Podcast. Once again, I'm Tom, this is Mark. How you doing? There you go. <laughs> uh, your two hosts for Label Paranormal. This is this week's episode, uh, which we are talking about, I guess a little maybe potpourri this week, which is different, or more most recent UFO counters. We're going to give you a few stories and, you know, talk it out and see what we can come up with, you know, solve the problems of the world. How's that sound, right? <laughs> we'll get <laughs> it done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So one thing I wanted to hop into um, right away is this is obviously, you know, we're a newer podcast, but, you know, over the summer we had the whole country paying attention to a little neighborhood in Las Vegas. And this family as everybody you know may or may not know, this story got national attention. This family ended up calling nine one one over a UFO sighting, and not so much a UFO sighting, but actually what would be close encounters of the third kind, because they would have been encountered actual um, UFOs or UFO um, aliens, I should say. I don't know why I said UFO, but actually <laughs> extraterrestrials in person. Yeah. So. I think that this is a fascinating story, but not only does it come with the story of the family and what they told 911, we also have the transcription and a message that we all heard of 911, the radio call, and also the 911 dispatch call to the officer who went to check everything out. And, all and that, video. And video of this, from memory, you know, a, almost a, a puke green light falling from the sky that seemed electrical but i don't know any electrical balls of light that would flash green like that unless it was ball lightning ball lightning you know but you know <laughs> we still don't I, know I, what that is we, we don't know what it is so literally it still can be a ufo because we have no idea what it is and it's an unidentified flying object so i will take the the lazy defense on that one <laughs> so let's let's get into the las vegas family that we have here so this was back in April, I believe. And the story didn't pick up for a couple of weeks later, but back at the very end of April, uh, this family was spotting lights and flashes of lights from this um, whatever it was in the sky. And that could be seen as far as Utah and California. Now, California isn't that big of a deal if, you know, Las Vegas, uh, like I do, <laughs> and, you know, right up against California. And so that's one thing. But it is a good distance away from Utah. So when this thing was up in the air, flashing its lights and making a whole big scene, people could see it from all around. So that started off this incredible tale. From there, let's jump to the family. It looked like an everyday, you know, run-of-the-mill family in a, you know, uh, I guess it would have been a more agricultural backyard there was tractors there was forklifts there was yeah. things like that or it could just be a collector who knows who am i to tell they can live their life however they want they don't have to listen to me so but these people were scared so much that they called the police yeah on something being in their backyard and i'm gonna i have the story in front of me i'm gonna take a couple quotes there this was from the person um the man the uh who called and told police dispatch there's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one is inside us. And it has big eyes, and it's looking at us. It's still there. 
So I know it doesn't seem this is a transcription that was auto recorded. So there is probably some um, words that were mistaken, but what they were talking about when you, you know, in the videos out there, please look it up, YouTube, you know, whatever platform you like to do, but please look it up because they were worried about this eight foot tall person being inside their cab to their tractor. I couldn't really tell if it was a, a wheel loader, front loader, whatever it is, but there was, you know, a tractor, and they were afraid an eight-foot-tall man um, was going to steal it. Was steal it, yeah, absolutely. So they got their phones out. They started to record, and the recording, if you notice, they're strapped up. Mark, did you see the um, TikTok or the YouTube videos? Oh, of I, I I saw everything about it. Um, okay, yeah. I have some commentary about about it, but continue, yeah. Okay, so so you saw then that they were pretty strapped up, walking yeah. into their backyard with guns ready to, uh, well, protect their livelihood or protect yeah. their equipment, you know? Mm-hmm. Even a broken down tractor mm-hmm. uh, is still worth a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, the police dash cam footage is, is even crazier right because yeah. you're seeing it from the police point of view the way that he's talking and engaging with these people um i have another quote here about it we just see in the corner of our eyes something fall down from the sky and it was with lights and when it hit down there was a big impact and we felt like an energy and we hear a lot of footsteps near us and then we have like big a big equipment and there's like an eight foot person beside it and another one that's inside it and it has big eyes and it's looking at us the caller tells the 911 dispatch they're very large they're like eight nine ten foot tall and they're not human 100 percent, they're not human that was the actual word for word verbiage that they used to talk to 911 they go on to say I know this sounds crazy, and they do all that. They're like, but we are terrified. Please send someone out here. When you call up a, if you call up a hoax, if you call up 911 because you're high or you're drunk or you're doing whatever and you think it'll be funny, you have to know that even if you call 911 and hang up, they still got you. <laughs> they yeah. still know where oh, you yeah. are. They still are going to come to find you. Mm. and see if you need assistance. They don't know that you're playing a joke. You could be someone who fell, hit the phone, called 911, and then whatever happened. They're going to come out. So if you're doing something like that, and it's a joke, and it's a hoax, you're not doing it to 911. Maybe you do it to to the news. Maybe you do it to someone who won't come after you. Right. police officer came out. He had all of the family out there. I don't want to say shaking because they weren't shaking, but you could tell they were shook up. They they yeah. they really don't know what they saw. Yeah. On top of that, add in that this mysterious green ball at you know around this time was seen from the dash cam, so not the body cam, the dash cam on the car. So I'm getting the cell phone angle from the backyard. I'm getting the police dash cam, and I'm getting the uh, I'm sorry, the police body cam, and I'm getting the dash cam. You are getting evidence on three different pieces of equipment and them too scared. If you see the, the, the TikTok video, they are, they don't want to walk in that backyard. Yeah. We necessarily can't see anything, 
there's been image enhancement and things like that. But they walk from what I gathered, and the last time I saw it, they took two steps in there with guns, right? With weapons. Mm. Weapons in hand, not not holster, weapons in hand, and turned around and left. You have to be very committed to the prank to talk to to call it in, to talk to the officer, talk to dispatch, record the video, fake the video on the on the or fake your your energy basically on the um on the body cam, fake that green ball on the dash cam, and be okay walking around with guns and and children, and then continue to lie to the police officer after he showed up. I think what they saw was 100% real. What it was, I don't know. I, I can't give that answer. But I believe they believe what they saw, and I believe what they saw was something that cannot be explained. So my initial impressions of of the, the Vegas story, um, because it came out like a day or two after Grush testified before either i forget whether it was either he testified before congress or he came out with his interview on news nation i forget which one so when this vegas story came out with these kind of details where it's like an alien spaceship lands and they actually see an alien i thought this was a total hoax this is like cartoonish this is here this is the story that the media is going to run with to try to bury grush's story and that that was how i came into this and the more i looked into the story the fact of the matter is with all the like you said they have um the camera from the police car the ring camera and uh the the camera that the, the personal camera that the family was holding like if this was a hoax this would have have to have been a hoax to hoax an entire town like that would have had to have been their intention because it, it because from what i remember it, it, when the family called in to dispatch dispatch initially were kind of little jokey about it not jokey but like they didn't take it seriously i mean the, the, obviously they they're, they're going to take in whatever you say but you know, once once they they put the phone down with you, they're probably gonna um, make a couple jokes to their friends. Like these guys yeah. saw aliens. Well, <laughs> when that happened, um, a police officer piped up on his radio and was like, well, "Actually, I just saw this crazy light flash across the sky in that direction. I'm gonna go check it out. I think it's crazy too, but I saw a light flash across the sky over in that direction." That was the angle that the the police officer, that was how he was coming into this. I don't really believe them, but I saw light flash over towards their house, you know? So let's check out what's going on here, because this is weird now. Um, And then later we get the ring cam footage of the light flashing across the sky. So we have it from the police car and the ring cam footage, okay? Um, Then you get to the family. Now, I think they had their own either agricultural or landscaping business. This is in the middle of a... I looked it up on a map. This is in the middle of a suburb, okay? They have have a significant amount of... They have like an acre worth of land in the middle of a suburb. So they're doing well. You know, it's a a decent-sized family. They got their family business going on, lots of tractors, so on and so forth. They're they're protecting their property. And the fact of the matter is, um, you don't pull out a fucking loaded gun in the middle of a suburb unless there's some shit going down. 
Okay. Yeah. So um, the reaction of the family to this event is, and it's all on camera, not all of it, but a good chunk of it is on camera of them. Um, very shocked um, towards the police about this happening to them. Very serious. They're very, very serious about what's happening. Um, they don't want their tractor stolen. Um, yeah. You know, and so they go into the backyard and now this is kind of alleged, but you can sort of see it. Um, they have an image of this creature um, sitting in the cab. Now it's really hard to see it. it it's really, really hard to see it, but I tried. They, I, I didn't really, I didn't really see it either. But I kind of saw it. Like if you really squint, like, but it's really hard to tell. But it's apparently there, um, and it's just it—it's—it's it's kind of shocking, you know, um, because the other angle of this—that's um, not really an angle, but um, you know, you have these—you have stories of in the Mojave. Um, now this happened in a suburb of Vegas, but, but Vegas is out in the middle of nowhere. It really yeah. is. It, um, it literally is. It, uh, but in other towns in the Mojave desert, you will have stories of, uh, creatures like this, uh, kind of invading the town. Um, um, at, at, I remember there was a story of, um, I think this was on an Indian reservation. Um, they would say sometimes at dusk out in the desert, you can see these creatures. They're tall. They're, they're, it's almost exactly as described, um, kind of wandering around the desert or coming into the town. Um, and as unbelievable as that is, um, these sort of stories of these creatures are familiar to that, to that area, you know, you're, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I wonder if I saw the same thing that you did years ago, because I remember, you know, a, a reservation and it was there on a reservation. They have their own version of police. Right. And right. so their version of police. And I believe if you saw what I saw, was it almost like a dirt road and they were looking past it and there was like some foothills in the background and, and they were like, yeah, right around the foothills where, where it meets with the terrain you'll see them walking around and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like and, right on the edge, like not in the town, but like the distance from the town in the desert, you know, yes, but like if you're in the town, you just look out and yeah. they're out there and or they're you out there. Go out of the town. You can yeah. stand in the town and look yeah. and, and they're out yeah. there. So yeah. I think I saw something similar or, or maybe the same program. Yeah. But yes. Um, if you, the, Native American lore in the Southwest trumps just about every other area combined. Oh man, yeah. And you know, you you have you know skinwalkers, you have uh, wendigos, uh, even you know into Bigfoot, which they believe is more mythological than cryptid. Right. And that's another time and place for that one. But you know, they they genuinely believe that this area, if you took out Vegas, it would just be another the desert in between Colorado mm. and and California. Yeah. If you've flown into it, you see nothing, nothing, nothing this way, it's, nothing all around. And if you look yeah. straight down, there's just the city. That, that's yeah, it. It's, that's it's it. wild. I just want to say, I remember driving to Vegas from California, and we're just three hours driving through sheer desert. And then once you get over like a, a certain hill, 
then you see the silver city of Vegas in the distance, just sitting in the middle of the desert, like a science fiction movie or something. Like it's just a city in the middle of the desert. There's nothing else around it. It's pretty wild, yeah. you know. It, it is. It, it's their oasis. It's you know. It, yeah. it's, it does exactly what it was meant to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, getting back to this, I do a lot of eye test stuff when I see stories like this. I like to see how they react and then ask myself, would I react in that same way? Obviously, it's very hard to predict because it didn't happen to you. You're looking at somebody else's reaction. But to me, it seemed very genuine and a little bit of how I would be if I was just like, oh, man, what? you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you don't have an interest in this, which they may or may not, but if they are just living their life, and they believe in agriculture, hard work, things like that. Let's just pick up on the nuances and the, the environment that they have. It's their livelihood, all of that. They saw a threat. They didn't see a UFO. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is they're not out looking for UFOs. No. They're not looking for aliens. They're not looking yeah. to run into an alien. Yeah. They were protecting their livelihood. Mm -hmm. They're protecting what makes them money. They're protecting what puts food on the table. Yeah. They didn't see an alien. They saw a something that was an intruder and they reacted to it and they reacted to it you that's evidenced by the guns in hand the things like that so you have to put this timeline into focus here they went out there first and then called the police they went out there and saw whatever this was and then said no no call yeah. the police yeah if you are protecting your livelihood you're doing everything to do that what they saw scared, intimidated, whatever words you want to use, them enough to take it out of their own hands and put it in the police's hands. It, it struck fear in them enough to call the police. And the fact of the matter is, um, you know, there is such thing as wasting police resources. You don't just do that for a prank. You don't call the police for a hoax. Like no. that's, I, don't, I, I mean, you'd have to be I mean, maybe Logan Paul would, you know, some some dumbass YouTuber yeah. would, yeah. you know, uh, who who doesn't who isn't aware that you'd be wasting police resources and you could be charged for a crime for that, you know, you're just not going to hoax it. You're not a hoax isn't. You're not going to do that for a hoax. No, you, um, you have the good natured. Oh, I don't want to waste the police resources. And then you have a subset that's like, well, so I don't want to get in trouble. And then yeah. other people are like, why bother? I don't care enough yeah. to do that. So I think we can effectively move it out of a hoax area. Despite the police being there, not seeing anything, um, you know, or or this thing being hidden in plain sight, which, whichever way you want to go. Yeah. Um, they came in contact with it. They saw it. Um, they drew it. Now, the picture looks like if I drew it with my opposite hand, you know what I mean? They're not artists. I, I get yeah. that. So, you know, when, when you take the drawing, that actually hurts the credibility because it looks at like exactly what you think somebody drawing a UFO would do. It looks yeah. like a 13 year old drew a UFO. You yeah. know? Um, so I think that part actually hurts the credibility. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. understand you want to draw it, but you are drawing the big head and the big eyes and the skinny body and the longer than normal limbs, right? Yeah. That, that's what you're doing. So yeah. to this family, and let me get into a little bit of after this happened. You know, they had to get a lawyer. You know, people were hopping their fence. Whoa. 
People were hopping their friends. I didn't know that. Trespassing on their property. They had to hire a lawyer. One of the stories I read had the lawyer's name in it, so you know it's actually, you yeah. know, not just saying that. They installed cameras around their property. And I don't mean, like, you know, a webcam that we have or your nest cam. They have that full, like, casino. Okay, yeah. Spin, you know, like, all yeah. of that kind of stuff. They have that one up there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's powered with night vision. Or if not, then they just have spotlights in all four corners showing in their yard that way. But this has uh, scared them. And this changed their life forever. Yeah, they they never wanted this. One of the other articles I was reading the research for for this, you know, to get all the facts straight and stuff, was that they said all we did was call the police, and now people are coming by, hopping their fence, trespassing, and you know they had to let everybody know if you come on our property, we're trespassing. You yeah, know, we're, you're you're we're suing you for trespassing. So yeah, that that's how they had to to handle that. Um, yeah. I mean, if they wanted to, to do some kind of hoax for attention, this is not how they would proceed. This is clearly a family does, that does not want attention. They don't want people on their property. They want to live their lives. They don't want to draw attention to themselves, you know? Yeah. And, you know, for a um, hoax, you would come out and say that. You would say, look, it was a hoax. I don't want anybody near my property. We made it up. Right. Yeah, exactly. You, you, if, if you didn't want anybody on your property, that's exactly what you would say. It's a hoax. Get out of here. You know, yeah. we, we faked it. Exactly. So in a nutshell, that was Las Vegas. Um, and so Mark, how, so go ahead. Well, I think this would be a great segue to what's happening in Peru because I do too. Yeah, I think these are kind of the same entities. Now, they may not be. There's arguments against that. But it almost feels like this is related. This is almost directly related. So I'm just going to share my screen with this because this is this is pretty serious stuff here now. Um, and we have a bit of confirmation. Woman left in unresponsive state after a terrifying encounter with face-peeling aliens. Okay? <laughs> Locals from a rural town in Peru... Love that claimed, Before you start, yeah, love that title. That's just wild to think about. Like, it's, it's, this is like a tabloid title. Locals yeah. from a rural town in Peru claim that they've been subjected to relentless assaults from mysterious beings from another planet in recent months and are so scared a task force has been called in to investigate. Okay, so... Surface level, this sounds like a fucking tabloid title, okay? Um, but the reality is um, a, a, a certain YouTuber by the name of uh, Timothy Alberino, um, who's also um, a, a, a ufologist, he has a great YouTube channel, you should definitely look him up, um, because he put in the work. He went down to Peru for, I think it was like a month, with his with his one buddy, I think he was in the army, um, and Timothy speaks Spanish. So they go down to this village, um, which is in, it's, it's a remote village. Like these people are out in the jungle. They're not near civilization. You have to take a boat to get to them. Okay. Um, and, and Timothy meets with them and they, these people are dead serious there is no way that they that they're coming up with this there's no way that they're fabricating this these are these are people who live in the jungle i mean they're not they're not like 
you know, they're living in in concrete houses, and you know, they're not they're not like part of a tribe or something. Well, they might be part of a tribe. I'm not really sure, but it's not like um, they're not living in squalor. It's a normal village, but the fact of the matter is, they they aren't influenced by modern media. They aren't in. They don't know what these things are. It's not like the, the UFO and alien lore is apparent to them. They're not, they don't know what that is, you know, and, and, and Timothy speaks to them and, you know, they are telling in shock the exact same, the exact same things, you know, th- these creatures, the, almost the same kind of creature that was described in Las Vegas um about seven to eight feet tall with oversized heads and yellow eyes not sure if the yellow eyes was reported in vegas um but they call them los palacaras um and and that means the face peelers and apparently this is a local legend of 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 these creatures and uh, allegedly they kind of and, and this is this is goofy uh, they kind of resemble the Green Goblin on his surfboard um, because they have these like uh, hoverboard things that they're floating on. Um, and, and there's one there, there's one young girl that Timothy interviews. Um, and when he was down there, she was still recovering. But it, it, as she was collecting berries for her village or something like that out in the jungle, um one of these things comes out on its board, grabs the girl, attempts to inject her with something. Um, she's fighting this thing, um, and and it starts to try to cut cut her skin, cut her skin on her face. Um, now, somehow she was able to escape, or what? Maybe maybe somebody came along and saw what was happening. Um, this creature dropped her. Um, and the, and and they took her in to to try to give her medical attention and timothy filmed you know this is where she was cut on her face and there's like a cut on her neck down by her chin you know like this is this is not a game these people are not fucking around these people are terrified of this happening and they're saying that it's happening almost every night timothy went down there with his army buddy and taught them basic patrol techniques to patrol the village to defend against these things um and uh this is one image this is a kind of a uh, kind of hard image to see but i think you have maybe a cleaned up or or edited version of the image so let me find that one so I took all the exposure off and just played around with um, so right here is where I have it um, I turned okay. it down there's a ton of shine as you can see on yeah. the original one. there's a ton of shine but I wanted to see because a lot of times when you turn it turn this down you can see you can make out more detail actually yeah you can see more of a head shape you can see lighter areas darker areas but also what you don't see in the bright one is you can make out two individual legs slender body oh yeah and then i don't know if it's just caught up in the background glare but 
you definitely see shoulders. Yeah. And very thin, if, if you were, you know, to describe to the people who are audio only, it almost looks like in the bicep area, it's like pinched, and then it goes mm-hmm. to a regular, normal-sized um, elbow area, forearm, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that that I will say is, it, now correct me if I'm wrong, you can have your own opinion, but do you remember the reports that they would have of aliens appearing as insects but walking? That's what this, when I tuned it down to get all of this shine out of the way, it almost reminds me of the shoulder of a mantis. And, mm. you know, just because his arms aren't up like that doesn't, mm. you know, but it it almost looks like they could have two huge eyes on the side of the head, yeah. that mantis shoulder, this area, but the legs would be more humanoid than yeah. what the insect was. Mm. Uh, so that right there, you know, I thought was fascinating. And I looked at everything else. I wanted to see if the shine appeared as a shadow on the wall. Um, you know, I, I wanted to get the negative of the shine being on the leaves itself because it will have that. You know, yeah. if it's you saw how bright it is. That thing is oh, yeah. emitting, emitting lumens. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that thing is really bright. Yeah. So to to take that away, I wanted to see if there was any doctoring or anything like that. I some I'm not going to claim I'm the most expert on, on, on Photoshop, but it passed my test. I'll yeah. be very honest with you. It passed my test with, um, let me invert the image. Let me see how dark it can get and see if I can still make out things. And you saw just like I did it. I, I saw more in the negative than, than the original picture. Yeah. So, you know, I, I believe you're, um, so, so to, 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 um, not correct, but, uh, to prove your point, you're right. This is 10 hours by boat into the Peruvian jungle. It's where does weird stuff happen in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So, um, this woman being in this unresponsive state, um, by hit being hit with a bolt of energy, you know, um, and then cutting a part of her neck. Um, that is wild. I mean, yeah. what they call I mean, it was 10 foot tall suit of armor, pale skin, right? Yeah. Well, um, it, it, like, uh, like it, they said it was a, a black suit of armor that kind of resembled what the green goblin from Spider-Man looks like. Um, not exactly, okay. but sort of like that. Um, and, and it's, it's just wild to think about because the thing that fascinates me about cases like this in particular is the fact that they these regions where they, they experience stuff like this, they are not experiencing any cultural influence from ufology at all. I mean, ufology is already a, an obscure enough thing. You know what I mean? Nobody out in the middle of the jungle is, is even going to be aware of this. And it brings me uh, to, you know, I, I want to I, I definitely want to pull this up. Um, hold on. Where is that? Um, this, I just want to play this and maybe, hold on. Let me, let me see if I, I, okay. So there is, there's subtitles here and it's only a minute long. And I just, I just want to play this. 
Let me. Okay. Um, this is this just happened like maybe a month ago. The um, this is on some Brazilian podcast. Um, he had on native Brazilians from a, a tribe in the Amazon. Um, and uh, this guy living in modern society asks these guys who live in the jungle, are there aliens? And watch what they have to say. You're not going to get audio, but you can read the, see, they don't, they don't know what they're talking about with al with the word alien, but then they pull out a picture of what an alien looks like. Um, and they immediately identify it as, as this, a man Kunawabu, um, as, as an ant, as an ant person who lives underground. Um, man Kunawabu, that's what they call it. They, they, this ant is very dangerous. You know, if a person's messing it too much, it takes a person's spirit underground. To bring it back, you have to be a good shaman. They are, be they are beings that can appear in divine light and uh, in the light of Nishapan, whatever that might mean. But you can make contact. They live underground. They were able to almost immediately identify it, but not with the terminology of alien, you know. But but seeing a picture yeah. of a gray, they they were able to. They knew what it was, you know. So how and would they know? We all know this, or we're all going to know, start to know from a different, all right, we're all going to know from a different start point of when we got introduced to UFOs, aliens, and things like that. For them, the concept of it being underground, um, and that they can make contact with them, I would love to have had a follow-up of where do they come up from underground at? You talking caves? You talking just, it appears? Well, then it doesn't really tell you if it's underground or not, right? If it just appears. It can tell you it's underground, but, you know. We, we've and, had these, the, uh, from, uh, I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you look at Native American lore and um, the native, uh, the native peoples of the Americas are, you know, they go from Canada down to South America. Oh, yeah. Most of these peoples have these stories of ant people. Of, of of beings that live underground. The most famous, well, maybe not the most famous, um, but at least in ufology, is the Dulce Base. Um, the, the Native American tribes around Dulce Base talking about these ant people that live underground. Well, what do you think about that kind of stuff? So the, I, I think that's all fascinating. Um, the, the idea of them being local is something that I'm more tuning into at the, well, the older I get, the more research you do all of that. The idea, you know, if you were to ask me at one point, I would say other planet, completely other planet. None of them are here. Getting to maybe bases underwater, getting to underground. There's a whole lot of the area that we don't, of the earth that we don't know anything about. The idea of them being underground is not, that foreign to me anymore is not that weird. The idea that you can summon them on command is fascinating. And the fact that they call them dangerous 
puts a different spin on it, right, than what we're used to. We think of, whenever you hear about these things, we think of mostly what can we get from them? You know mm. what I mean? What can they give us? What can they right. give us to make us better? The idea of them not wanting to help us and being hostile is scary. You know what I mean? They can pull a person's soul underground. It takes a really good shaman to bring them back. Um, and it, you, you shouldn't be messing with them. Mm. That doesn't sound all too dissimilar from demons and possession, does it? And also, it, it also, I mean, there's that for sure. Um, but it doesn't sound too similar from European mythology of fairies and fey folk. And mm -hmm. it, it kind of all comes back to this idea that this presence has been here with us um, for quite a while, quite longer than we'd probably be comfortable with. Um, whatever it is, it's part of here also they you know one of my theories is maybe they came from somewhere else originally but they've been here for quite a while and I, I, i'm not sure uh, but yeah some people do think that uh these things are demonic um and i think it's important to note um that demon or daemon um Back, uh, uh, if you go back to King Solomon when he was summoning summoning demons, um, I think it's called the Key of Solomon or something like that. Um, that book where he summons various demons, um, they do different things. They're not all malicious. They have different functions, mm -hmm. um, and that's similar to Jin and other mythologies where demons aren't specifically evil. But they may not be the most well-intentioned. Yeah, it, it's what you're using them for, right. you know. And, and Jin is uh, that one, you know, is probably the one I learned about the most recently in 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 the demon world, right? Where they are, well, to not put it too lightly, they're like the frat boys of that. They're just here to fuck yeah. shit up, and we're gonna go. <laughs> That is true. And we're not going to listen to exorcists. We don't care about Allah, you know. And yeah. I say Allah because it is in the um, the uh, Muslim or, or world, you know. Right. That's what they call them. But jinn actually go back to Persia, I believe. So jinn, Islam incorporated yeah. jinn into um, their religion. Um, yeah, and this gets more into your wheelhouse, so please, I'm not trying to tell you, but I'm oh. sure you know more than I do about. Oh no, stuff. continue. I just want to interject that, but continue. Yeah. But yeah. So when you um. So, you know, what it is, is if the Islamic faith goes hard, you have to assume that their, their, their demons go hard. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, I've had stories of jinn, you know, haunting people for just coming by a haunted house. I mean, like, um, you have your typical knock on the wall, you have, but these things can manifest, and it's almost like they're purposely trying to get to you you know what i mean it makes right. almost like paranormal things seem calm you know what i mean oh it broke a glass oh it did that that's like that's cute this one tried to throw a knife you right know? exactly <laughs> like, yeah that sort of thing but back to you know this topic and, and what we're going on here we have you know spirits or energies of the earth we always knew it as 
you know, or, or I mean, the folklore was new with underground. You know mm. what I mean? Our interpretation is heavens and, and things like that. They had it, you know, where they, they worship to the planet. This planet's mm-hmm. giving us everything, worship to it. Of it coming from the ground, of it having ill intentions, um, and you shouldn't mess with it too much. But as human nature, we tend to go after that because that way can get us the material things. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, inherently, we want to be better off than our neighbor. You know what I mean? What, however means you determine that. So the ant people, the underground, the dwellers and, and fairy folk and things like that, it's all connected in in the realm of folklore. You know what I mean? It's just some are different over here and some are different over here. Right. Not too not too different from um we don't have any giraffes other than zoos in America, but you have mm. them in Africa. You know what I mean? Who's to say yeah. this interdimensional or folklore isn't the same way? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's painted with a broad brush on a dimension you don't even know about. <laughs> and, you know, that actually goes into uh, one of my favorite subjects, which the Lore Lodge covers extensively, um, of different uh, beings like the Wendigo and the Skinwalkers and the Rake um, mm-hmm. are actually um, creatures that live in caves in in the americas in north america um and they're different in different regions uh they're slightly different the um but they live in caves and they come out and hunt at night see one of my um favorite uh science fiction books is an old one it's journey to the center of the earth and i really like the idea that there could potentially be large pockets underground large caverns where there could be biosystems, ecological systems where these creatures could thrive. And maybe this is where the ant people come from. Maybe um, our extraterrestrial friends are actually more terrestrial than we'd think, and they come from these caves. But that can all be for a separate episode, for some other episode. Absolutely. I love where we get to these points, and we we kind of throw where we're going to go next out (laughs) in there. It's it's amazing, um, but it looks like we've reached our time again. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening and anybody watching on YouTube or Facebook. Hello, and uh, please like and subscribe and comment. We'd love to hear your stories. We put our gmails at, uh, or put our Gmail labeled paranormal at gmail.com in the comment or in the description. Please, if you have a story, email us. We'd love to get back to you, talk to you, and possibly have your story on here with us where we can um, digest it because that's what we love to do on here, right? We were digesting that's absolutely. And, and talking out um, some weird shit. And that's yeah. what we love to do. And that's why Cashing we put the podcast on for, for everybody. So uh, again, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate everybody. Stay tuned for our episode next week and have a great week, everybody. See you later, guys. <laughs>